Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Janikin. And this is Melrose Place Season 2, Episode 23, Otherwise Engaged. What a great pair of episodes we got Oof. to talk about this week. Yes. Starting with this one, which, look, I got chills at that moment, which we will get into later. Yeah. It's one of my favorite scenes in Melrose Place. It's an iconic moment for the show. <laughs> I mean... People know this moment. They do know this moment. For sure. Let's get started. We're at the beach house. Sydney mm. is making breakfast in bed for Michael. She loves cooking for him, even though thus far he hasn't enjoyed a goddamn thing she's made. He's constantly throwing things, pushing it aside. He's, He's not eating it. I'd, look, if you're going to be forced into a relationship, you might as well get fed. I don't think Sydney's a very good cook, personally. I, I wouldn't trust her to make me a good meal. Probably not, but it seems like she's mostly doing breakfast, which right. is like a little easier. Except in the next episode when she makes le poisson. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll get to that. So she brings him a tray full of breakfast with an envelope and a rose. And she wakes him up out of a deep sleep, and he is irritated to be yeah. woken up. And she shoves this letter in his face and is like, Michael, open it. And it's like engraved with his name, like calligraphy. Yeah, M Michael Mancini. And, she, and he opens it and it's a wedding invitation for their wedding. Why would she give him one? <laughs> Where did she have these made? He immediately tears it up. He's like, a wedding invitation. I love when he says things to her like, get lost. <laughs> it's just like there's something about the language Michael uses that's just so funny to me because it's like from a different time period yeah. or something. Yeah, he calls her a shrew a lot. Yes. But he still moderns it up because he does call her. He says, you are one stupid slut. That I loved. <laughs> He's got no problem slut shaming a bitch. Yeah. No. And then Sydney is like, Jane warned me about how cranky you get in the morning. Mm. And then she reminds him, look, Michael, I have evidence that could land you in jail. Yeah. Do you want to lose your license? Do you want to ruin your career and go to jail? You could either do that or get married to me, which take your pick. Yeah. And he's really struggling with this. Michael then flips the breakfast tray onto the floor. And clean that up, would you, you stupid slut? <laughs> <laughs> At D&D, &D, Amanda notices Allison's ring. Oof. This scene. <laughs> we knew this was coming. <laughs> I mean... We, I mean, it is a bad ring, but this is a passive-aggressive <laughs> <laughs> choice is, moment for Amanda. This is a such a great opportunity for her. She is just thrilled that she gets to pick apart Allison's engagement ring. And to be fair, as we talked about last week, it is atrocious. It is unacceptable. It's cheap. It's cheap. It is not even... But we said, like, it's not sentimental. There's nothing special about this ring. He... 
Amanda says to Allison, hmm, when is Billy going to buy you a real ring? (laughs) And right as Allison's about to be in complete hell with this conversation, Bruce, their boss, interrupts them to congratulate Allison for her engagement and invite Billy and Allison to dinner with his wife. And Amanda's mood suddenly changes. She is shook. Yeah. Because she immediately horns in. Yeah, and she immediately horns in because she's not going to let Allison cozy up to the boss, to the big boss man at D&D. No way. So Amanda cuts in and she's like, you know, Bruce, there's someone special in my life too. I just haven't told you about him yet. And I would love for you and Arlene to meet him. And then Bruce, in a very, um, he sort of withers and he's like, okay, Amanda. And here's what's funny. I didn't remember this at the moment, but Billy and Jake just got into a huge fight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I had forgotten about that too. Like, Jake literally punched Billy in the fucking face. Yeah. And now they're going to be at a dinner together? Yeah. Amanda doesn't give a fuck, though. She just wants to horn in on this dinner because she doesn't want Allison to have all the spotlight. Or Bruce's attention, too, right? Here's something I forgot about Bruce as well. Bruce tolerates Amanda at best. Yes. Like, he knows she's one of their best ad execs, but he has... Like, even... Even when she's on her best behavior, he tolerates her. And that makes her even more insecure. Yes. Because she knows he's like not charmed by her or scared of her. Right. So Bruce reluctantly invites Amanda and Jake to join them as well. He's like, well, why don't you bring your boyfriend to dinner too then? Yeah. If you're going to be such a big baby about it. Sydney chases Matt down at the hospital. She finds Matt at the hospital and she's like, Matt, I got you a wedding invitation for me and Michael's wedding. And we want you to be the best man. And he's like, I don't. (laughs) He's like, Sydney. He says, does Michael know about this? (laughs) (laughs) Matt throws the best shade. I don't even know if it's intentional because he's just asking direct questions. I think he is being shady. But I will say these are... Two excellent Matt episodes. Yes. He finally gets a good storyline, even if it's just sort of, you know, connected to Michael and Sydney. Right. It's not solely his storyline, but he is a great ancillary character. Yeah. He's active. He's activated. He, he's so <laughs> activated. He gets some really great lines in. He gets some great lines. He, he stirs a little shit. Mm. And uh, yeah, I've got questions. We- <laughs> And finally, Joe has a job. She's back to work. Shooting girls in skimpy clothes. Screaming, attitude. Give me attitude. (laughs) That's her one photo direction. Yeah, she's screaming at these girls who are standing against a backdrop of sand dunes. They couldn't even go to the desert. They couldn't even go on location. They're just in a studio with this like really fake-looking backdrop and gold bathing suits and like cream crochet (laughs) it was like a lot of sand colors yeah it's a very neutral toned yeah photo shoot and joe is like yeah joe's give me some attitude ladies and then she barfs she ran runs to the bathroom and barfs yeah which we all know what that means in TV. Yeah. You're pregnant. If a woman barfs on TV, it's only one thing. Yep. People don't barf for no reason. Especially if they're like in a split second, immediately run off to barf in the middle of whatever they're doing. It's always that. Yeah. So she does that. We already know. Oh, shit. Joe's pregnant. Her assistant asks her if she's okay. And she's like, I'm fine. And then she dramatically faints. Yeah. Back at the hospital... Michael goes into Matt's office to bitch about Sydney. And Matt is on his last nerve in this moment. He's and fucking had it. He's had it with Michael in this whole situation. And Michael's complaining that he's going to be trapped and stuck with Sydney. 
And this was a great moment from Matt. He says, well, it's never, it's not like being married has ever stopped you before, Michael. Yeah. Well, you're not tied down. Yeah. You You can do whatever you want, just like you always have. Keep (laughs) sticking your dick in things. (laughs) I like how Michael's acting like, well, I'm going to be tied down again. Right. It's like, like, that never stopped you. No, very good point, Matt. Matt. And so Michael shoots back with, you know, we're in this together, Matt. Don't forget you broke the law too. Yeah, and Matt yells at him because he's like, well, you got to marry Sydney. Yeah, Because that's the way to fucking stop it. You have no choice. He's like, I'm not going down for this. No, marry her. She doesn't want to marry me. I'm gay. (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Matt's had it. That night, Sydney goes over to Jane's house. (sighs) What is she doing? She's like, Jane, I just wanted to let you know that I am going to marry Michael. We are getting married. And we'd like your blessing. And, <laughs> and, Jane, and Jane says, you don't need my blessing. You need a serious psychiatric attention. Yeah, she's right. Mm. At Amanda's, Jake does not want to go to dinner with Amanda's boss. This no is surprise. A, this is a classic Jake scene. He's like, I don't like corporate. What am I, what am I going to say? Do you have to wear a suit? <laughs> He's being a little piss baby. In yeah. this scene, he doesn't want to, he's like, I don't fit in, I don't, I don't fit in with corporate types. It's like, just shut up and get a free meal. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You can't afford this restaurant they're going to. No. Just enjoy it. Absolutely. Um, and Amanda, meanwhile, is like, look, Jake, I'm not going to sit by and let Allison's marriage advance her career. <laughs> That's what she's. I like how everything is has an ulterior motive for Amanda. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to go out. To, I don't care about going out to dinner with you, introducing my boss to you. Play the game, Jake. You the- fucking idiot. You hot idiot. <laughs> yeah, she says. If you can't play the game, then maybe I need to be with someone who can. And this is when Jake softens, and he's like, All right, all right. Yeah, he's he'll do it. You can always get Jake to do it. But the thing about Jake is. He could have gone one of two ways in this situation. He chose the the easier, softer way, but he could have exploded and said, "Like, you think you think this is a game? You think I just want to play games?" Yeah, like he would have he would have had one of two reactions. So that that was a gamble on Amanda's part to say that. That's true. I think you're the one playing games about your career. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe goes to the doctor, where it's confirmed she's pregnant. And we get a very dramatic scene where the doctor's like, you know who the father is. I was like outraged that that (laughs) is the question the doctor asked her. I was like, that's not a doctor question. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You got to notify him. It's like, it's none of your fucking business, doc. (laughs) Why did he ask her that? I've never, that is not a question he needs to know. I was going to ask like, that he wouldn't have asked that, right? That seems really odd. The doctor would not have asked it, especially in that way. This you know is, who the father is, right? This it's do- like what? <laughs> this doctor is a catty bitch. This doctor is getting the tea for the nurses. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz they're like, "We know she's not married." <laughs> like, look at her. What's her story? Also that she has to notify him? Like yeah. that's also purely said because of the circumstances Joe is in. Like that's why it's written, right? But the, I don't think the doctor would say that. Right. Um, it, it was funny that we do get this scene with this doctor who comes off like total invasive asshole. Yeah, just to ask questions to make Joe uncomfortable. Yeah, because we all know. We all know who the father is. And we know she can't notify <laughs> Too late. The next day... Sydney is out on the deck at the beach house with Michael while Michael is slumped in a chair reading the newspaper and drinking coffee in his robe. And she's happily going on and on about their wedding. She's making plans. I like during her little happy spiel at some point, he's like, I don't even like you. (laughs) It's like so unnecessary. Yeah. He says, Sydney, would you shut up? And then that's when he says, I don't love you. I don't even like you. There's something about him telling her to shut up that is just never ending funny. Like, it's always funny. Their scenes together, these two, are just 
some of my favorite scenes in TV. Like, they're so funny. Especially at this phase when she truly is giddy with love. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're just such, they're just so good. Their chemistry is like off the charts. Yes. In these totally. scenes. And then Sydney says, well, that's okay because I have enough love for the, for the both of us. She's so chipper. <laughs> and then she's like, Michael, I'm going to need money for my wedding dress. And he's like, are you nuts? <laughs> nuts is another great old time word. <laughs> he always says that. And he's like, why don't you go borrow Jane's wedding dress? Just sit and collect and dust in the closet. Light bulb moment. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's a great idea. It's a family heirloom. She's like, it's a family heirloom, so I have just as much right to that dress as yeah. she did. And Michael loves that she's going to go get that dress. <laughs> now he's finally fucking invested, right? Because <laughs> he likes drama. Yeah. He he's likes- like, yeah, you should go there and get it. <laughs> and he's still, even at this stage of the game, he loves terrorizing Jane. Oh, totally. Like, to him... That's worth it. That's worth this hell. Oh, yeah. He encourages her to go get it. <laughs> and he knows. He knows. <laughs> At Melrose, Jake runs into Joe. And he's like, wow, you back to work already? You just got out of jail. Yeah. And, and she's like, yeah. Whoa, whoa, runs upstairs to a bar <laughs> almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> And so he runs after her and he's very concerned because she comes out of the bathroom. She's looking green. She just threw up. And so she tells him that she's pregnant with Reed's baby and she starts crying. And she goes, how could I be so stupid? Well, she's about to get even more stupid. Yeah. So I don't know what she's complaining about here. Here's (laughs) Here's not stupid. It's an unfortunate accident. I mean, yeah. it was stupid that she stuck it out with Reed for as long as she did. But look, pregnant pregnancy accidentally, that could happen. And luckily there's an option for that kind of thing. <laughs> and at this stage, she does tell him she wants to get an abortion. Like she, there's no question here. Right. Billy and Allison are at the mall at K Jewelers looking at rings and Allison tries on a two-carat diamond ring, and it's $8,000, which is pretty inexpensive for a two-carat ring, I guess, depending on where you get it. It's definitely a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But it's probably um, an average engagement ring price, right? I mean, it's a, I guess it's a lot of... Especially back then, that's two, pretty expensive. Two carats is huge. Yeah, I mean, That's I'm, I'm kind of shocked they were even looking at something that big. That's like, a big ring. Yeah. But we all know Amanda is, I mean, Allison is feeling very insecure about her uh, gumball ring. So she's got to impress Amanda. She's got to impress Amanda and she's got to impress her boss at dinner with his wife. Yeah. So she's trying on this ring and she loves it. And Billy is there sweating because he's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to pay for this. And Amanda, Allison is literally like, can I um, wear it out today and we'll make her payment plan? <laughs> She's like, I want to wear this to dinner. Like, <laughs> Yeah, she wants to wear it to dinner. And Billy pulls her aside and he's like, Allison, we can't afford this right now. And he's like, come on, I thought you said you weren't into expensive jewelry, Allison. Yeah, that you were a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> Billy... Billy is so Billy in these two episodes. It is infuriating. I don't even... Here's the thing. I don't even mind if he's like, I'm not spending that much money on the ring. That's not Fucking the problem. don't go ring shopping with her. Don't act like you're going to buy it. You know how much they're going to be. Don't be adult. Like, Yeah. Just like he's so... He acts like things just happen to him. And it's like, no, you've made a series of choices to get to this point. Mm. Like, mm. fucking make a decision. And... Then he says to her this particularly boneheaded statement. He says, I'm starting to suspect you only want to get an engagement ring to impress your boss. I mean, he, he, yeah, but don't say it. (laughs) Right. But to be fair to Allison, I doubt she wants this gumball ring turning her finger green on for the rest of her life. 
I agree. She doesn't like that ring. He could have stepped it up a little bit. He, he could have. I mean, open the purse strings a tiny bit, Billy. He could have. If he wanted to avoid this two carat thing, he could have gone out and got her a nicer ring without shopping with her. It didn't even have to be that expensive. It no. just had to be not this gumball ring. Yeah. No, he's he's uh, an idiot. And I love the guy in the jewelry store just giving him the dirtiest looks. Yeah. He's like, and it's like, yes, he's nailed Billy instantly. Yeah. He's like, ma'am, you can do so much better than this guy. He's outraged by Billy's bullshit. He's going to go to the break room and talk to his coworkers about this. Yeah. Be like, you won't believe the customers I just had. So Allison is pissed off. She leaves. She's like, you know what? Fine. Mm. This is a good place to take a break. We'll be right back. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So I guess Jane never changed the locks to her apartment because Sydney's key still works. Yeah, she pops on pops on in because it's, it's work hours. It's work hours, and Jane is presumably at K Beacon Studio. Yeah, and so Sydney lets herself in to Jane's apartment and immediately goes rifling through her closet and finds her wedding dress, which is hideous. It's so ugly and does not look vintage at all. No, because it's that. Um, fluorescent white color yeah it looks like the kind of wedding dresses you see in a thrift store yes that are all like really cheap and like (laughs) i just can't believe they couldn't find a nice cool vintage wedding dress it's the thrift store wedding dress that you buy for halloween yes it's just cheap and this is no this is not a family heirloom i'm sorry it doesn't even look old enough to be the grandma's like it's not it's dated like it's 80s like it looks 80s it has i mean it could you could argue that the silhouette of it is edwardian but the color of it is not edwardian but a lot of wedding dresses have a classic cut no matter when they were produced like that's all i'm saying is yeah. all they needed to do is dunk this wedding dress into a tea bath and it could have looked edwardian and taken off like five of the embellishments because it had like a little choker necklace and a hot it was just like too much it had puff sleeves that then like like puff puffy sleeves that tapered um into those like tight sleeves also the lace looked cheap it was really it was really (laughs) cheap it didn't look like uh fine silks no it had a high neck it was bad dress, but Sydney is like horny <gasps> for it. Yeah, she's she's in awe. She's dazzled. She cannot wait to put this on. Mm. At the clinic where Joe is making an appointment to get an abortion, Jake has gone with her. He's in the waiting room. Last person I'd want going with me. Come on. We he, know Jake is going to be judgy. He yeah. can't help it. He can't help it. Even if it's something... He just he, it's judgy in like a helpful way. Do you know what I mean? He it's thinks like he's being helpful. He thinks he's being helpful, but it's putting you in a position of feeling guilty or bad or whatever. Because Jake, even though he does have a lot of street smarts and life experience, he thinks that all of his personal experience means that he knows everything about everything. Yes, and he he's always looking to absolve 
guilt that he has through other action. Yeah, he can only view things through his personal experience. Yes. So he's trying to be supportive and it's like, why didn't you take Allison? This is a this is a task for Allison. Didn't she take Jane too? Joe? She, yeah, who took Jane? I thought it was Joe. I'm just saying one of the girls. Who took Sandy? Was it Rhonda? <laughs> she had an <laughs> abortion too? No, no. Sandy took Sandy took somebody to get an abortion. Oh, yeah, because then we heard her story about having an abortion. Yeah. Maybe it was Jane. It was Sandy she, took Jane. Because Jane was had a pregnancy. She was going to get an abortion, then she had a miscarriage. Yeah. So Joe comes in back into the waiting room and she says that she spoke to a counselor who agreed abortion might be a good plan for her, but there's a 24-hour waiting period, mm-hmm. so she's like, let's get out of here. And they go on a walk, and Jake is quiet, and Joe clocks him. She's like, you're being suspiciously quiet. Are you, are you being judgmental about this? Yeah, it seems like you might disapprove. Yeah, and he's like, oh, well, you know, really important choice here, Joe. Just you think you should take this time to think about it. Like she hasn't thought about it. I was like, this is why we need immediate abortion access. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she is, um, she's like, she, he then says something so stupid. He says, well, you can tell the kid I'm the father. That's what you're worried about. Right. Because she's, he thinks it's because it's Reed. And which not- I, I mean, it is a little bit something she's thinking about. But to the fact that Jake is like, I lost my kid. Here's my chance to step in as a dad. Because you know, Jake, it's not just tell him I'm the dad. I'm also going to be the dad. Yes. In his mind. Yes. Uh, for Th- sure. This is very self-serving. This oh, ad- totally. This advice is self-serving. He doesn't care about Joe's well-being. He's like, oh, I'm going to make up for um, not being the dad to my biological yeah. kid. And then he apologizes. And Joe's like, it's fine, but I don't want to be alone tonight. And she's like, can you blow off your dinner with Amanda Mm. and hang out with me? (laughs) And look, it's Joe. And he's like, of course. Here's the problem with Jake. He should have, he doesn't tell Amanda. No, he First of all, that's a big problem. (laughs) It is funny. (laughs) It is funny. But it's like, that would have, I mean, their relationship is always a series of misunderstandings that could have been solved if they communicated ever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he agrees to just blow off this dinner. It is a bad form. Very bad. He doesn't, he has the waiter tell them. And he also <laughs> has a pretty good reason to blow it off. Like, yeah, we're ha- I'm having a, we're having a crisis here. She's in a really rough spot. Right. And he knows Amanda has an issue with Joe in particular. Right. So whatever. So Jane returns home early from work. <laughs> Matt's there so we can find this information out. Yes. She's like, oh, I'm home early from work. <laughs> I'm not normally supposed to be here, yeah. but I am. Yeah, that's the only reason for this little interaction in the courtyard. Yeah, and, and Matt has to pretend he's also has a point because he's like, yeah, I'm home early too. I thought I usually have this place to myself during the day. Like that was what <laughs> Matt's line was. Right. I was like, we don't need to know this, Matt. Like... What are you jerking off in the pool? Because no one's there. It's just no. Just let us know, Jane. Also, we don't need to know why Jane is coming home early. She's just coming home. She's she's home early, and she doesn't know, but she's about to find out that Sydney is in Jane's bedroom in her wedding dress, looking at herself in the mirror in awe. And this is the greatest day of Matt's life because oh. he normally wouldn't have been there too. he's like wow i really took the right day off from work yeah he hit the jackpot on this day um jane opens the door she sees sydney's purse on the table when she walks in and loses it she's immediately like sydney (laughs) she's like i see your little cheap purse your cheap black purse with a silver buckle (laughs) i'd know that cheap purse anywhere i love when she clocked the purse (laughs) yeah (laughs) I don't know why it made me laugh though, because the purse is in the foreground and Jane opens the door and immediately side eyes it. Yeah. <laughs> great, great shot. And so she finds Sydney in her room in the wedding dress and she loses it. And they 
start getting into a cat fight. And Jane is like, Sydney, you're trash. Yeah. This is an amazing moment. And the funny thing about this scene is in my head, like my memory of this scene was that it was like 10 minutes long. Yeah. And it's actually quite short. <laughs> it's quite short, but there's a lot of action. Yes. Sydney's going off about how, you know, it's grandma's dress. I have a right to this dress. Yeah. And they're brawling so hard that Jane is pushing Sydney out of the door. They're now fighting in the courtyard. Matt's it, still full, full, like going through his mail. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's still, he's like flipping through his mail still. But he's doing it extra slow so he can he's stay like, out there. He's like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking his time. <sighs> and they have hands on each other and they're wrestling poolside. And they both go into the pool. They go flying into the pool. And Jane isn't done. She like just fucking grabs Sydney and just plunges her under the water and they're still slapping at each other. Jane has been waiting for this moment her whole life yeah, to go off on Sydney finally. This has like been built up for years. This is a lifetime of rage. Yeah. <laughs> and Sydney's in the pool sobbing and she's like, you ruined grandma's dress. I was laughing this because I was like, "How I couldn't be more ugly. Also, what would this do? Right. So it's just water, like yeah. I mean, it's chlorine. Maybe it turns it green. I have no idea, but the dress is already it's bleached gross. out and gross. Like it's uh, so gross. So Matt is just standing there. His mouth is like wide open. He can't believe his luck, <laughs> like that he has seen this cat fight. This is the most action sequence we've seen on Melrose Place, I think, that he, I can remember between two main characters. Yeah, and this he, is like the greatest use of the pool since um, the lily pads. We're put there. Well, Matt's just witnessed history. He's witnessed the first fight in the pool at Melrose. And he may not have a lot of great storylines, but he was there for this iconic <laughs> Melrose moment just to bear witness to this biblical event. And that's, I think that's uh, gay rights. That is gay rights. And it's perfect for Pride Month yeah. <laughs> that Matt got to see this. <laughs> um, and, then, and, and then Jane actually has a great little dig at Sydney who's complaining about this dress. And she's like, I don't know. It seems tailor-made for the Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> it's tailor-made. <laughs> Next, we go to the work dinner, the dinner with the boss. And Bruce's wife is dressed like Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. Why wild, she, you, wild choice. I want more of Bruce's wife. I, I want would more watch of, a spinoff. <laughs> I want more of this woman. She is wearing a white halter dress. And she's like an, a woman of a certain age. And I appreciate this broad. She's wearing a white halter dress. She's wearing a big blonde wig. I love... That Bruce is married to a thought. Yeah, me too. He's like, I got money and I'm going to get a sexy babe. Mm. <laughs> and she's an, she's an older thought. She's an age-appropriate uh, woman for Bruce. Yes. And that's great to see. And I love that she's still like, I'm still hot mm. and I'm going to keep dressing this way until I'm 80. This like, she's a Mae West type. She's an inspiration. Absolutely. I love this character. And she's just... In a great mood. She loves these client dinners yeah. or these like <laughs> associate dinners. Yeah. It's probably the only time Bruce takes her out anymore. Yeah, because he's so busy running yeah. D&D. Amanda is nervous because Jake hasn't shown up for their dinner. And they're all waiting to order, which is irritating. I would be so mad. I was like, if I was hard, like, no, just order. Just yeah. order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would stress me out. At least get appetizers. Yeah. At least. And I love the woman, the wife too. She's like, I'm I'm hungry. <laughs> like she wants to order. <laughs> I want to go out to dinner with this woman. Yes. Amanda is like, Jake, <laughs> this is such a great scene. See, this is a this is an instance when Billy being Billy pays off. Yes. This is a rare instance of when it's good. Amanda says, Jake probably just got hung up at work. And Billy goes, Work. I thought he, <laughs> I thought he was out of work. You dolt. <laughs> you fucking idiot. And Amanda glares at him. Yeah. Like she looks like she's about to murder him. 
And that's when the waiter comes over to inform the table that Mr. Hansen has called the restaurant and he wants to let them know that he'll be unable to attend the dinner. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable. How did he think he could get away with this? This is so With Amanda? Rude. With anyone, it's rude. With anyone, it's rude. But a fucking Amanda? It's like, insane. It's so fucked up. Like, tell her, even if she's mad, tell her before the dinner happens. He came back with Joe. It was daytime. Yeah. This did not just happen at 10 p.m. or whatever, like dinner time. Yeah. No, it's outrageous. We see Jake at Melrose Place say goodnight to Joe at her door. And Amanda arrives home just in time to see them. And she's pissed off. Oh, yeah. Because now she knows. Like, this is what he was doing. Oh, yeah. He was hanging out with Joe all day. And once again, the anger comes from her not knowing. I mean, she still would have been mad, but like she, he just doesn't show up and then she sees this. It's so unacceptable. Yeah. It's so rude. And he's like, Amanda, <laughs> you hey. don't understand. Wait. And she's like, you know what? We're through. Yeah. She's had it with Jake. The thing I love about soap operas is they always have these dramatic breakups where people are like, we're through. Like, I just don't think it really happens that way in real life all the time. Like, the snap decision. It's usually like a more thought out process. But in this show, I think Amanda's broken up with people and Jake a few times too this way. If you're a teenager or you're in a soap opera, it's, it's as abrupt as this. Yeah. So the next morning, Amanda confronts Joe and she's like, the nerve of you making a play for Jake after all I've done for you? How dare you? How dare you steal my boyfriend who I've stolen? <laughs> who like I stole from you? Who I stole from you. When are we going to end this? <laughs> <laughs> and um, Joe was like, what are you talking about, Amanda? And she was like, he was supposed to go to dinner with me. And then Joe's like, he was just helping me. And she doesn't believe it. And so... Then Joe is forced into a back. See, now Jake has fucked up Joe, too. Yeah. She's forced to confess that she's pregnant with Reed's child. And Amanda says, is that the truth? I love when Joe is like, only you would ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Amanda goes, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what to say. And Joe just shuts the door in her face. <laughs> she just slams the door on her. Um, Amanda goes over to Jake's and she apologizes because she just found out what's going on with Joe. And she's like, I feel terrible about it. She says, I know what it's like to get pregnant and be alone. I just wish she'd turn to me. Yeah, Amanda's so baffled why she isn't the one people turn to in these moments. Yeah. It's like, because you're catty and passive aggressive, <laughs> bitchy. <laughs> right. Um, and Jake hugs her because he, he just can't quit her. He sees the softer side of Amanda. He's the only one. Yes. This was a great moment. We see Jane in her cabriolet driving her mom around town. She's called in the big guns. She's mom ca- is in town. Mama <laughs> Andrews is here and she is concerned about her youngest daughter, Sydney. Yeah, and Jane wants her to talk some sense into Sydney. She, as if she thinks this is gonna work. <laughs> Jane. Oh, Jane. Um, so they're driving out to the beach house. And Sydney's mom is just like beside herself. She's like, I can't believe Sydney is serious. And with Michael, too. Like, she hates She's him. like, when are we going to get this man out of our lives? Like, she, she's so done. She hates Michael Mancini. Yes. Sydney is at the beach house blow drying her wedding dress. <laughs> I love the continuity. It was great. She's blow drying the dress. And the mom knocks on the door and Sydney's like, mom, oh my God, what a surprise. It's so nice to see you. You can come to the wedding. Great timing. <laughs> I like, that's why she's got to blow dry the dress. <laughs> the wedding's tonight. <laughs> she doesn't have time to dry clean it. <laughs> and the mom is like, Jane told me your plan, Sydney, and she's not having it. And Sydney goes off about how Jane was like the perfect child and now she's just jealous because she stole her, stole Michael from her. And the mom 
owns her because she's like, do what you do best. Make a mess of your life. Yeah. To Sydney. Why do I even bother? She's, I would love to know all the things she's gone through with Sydney. It's one thing after the other, I'm sure, since she was like five. <sighs> she probably like bit someone in preschool. She was definitely, <laughs> Sydney was definitely a biter. Yeah. It's always a phone call home from the teacher mm. about Sydney. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, she says, she's like begging Sydney, don't do it, don't do it. And then when Sydney finally is like, Fuck you, mom. I'm going to get married to Michael Mancini. She's like, I give up. Why do I even bother? And then Sydney says, well, why don't you ride your broom back home to Chicago? Get back on your broom and fly home. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she calls her mom a witch. <laughs> <laughs> you witch. She also references her old age at one point, too. She's like, mother, you've become such a cliche in your old age. Yeah. She's just such a Imagine bitch. having this child <laughs> disrespect you in that way and you're just trying to be a good mom. Yeah. I mean, it's outrageous. She should have spanked her. <laughs> now she should have spanked she, exactly. her. Exactly. Yeah, she should have put her on, on her. Michael would do it. <laughs> but Sydney would get off on that. Yes. At Escapade Magazine, Ugh. this is great. This was a great moment for Celia. Yeah. Celia reams Billy for making Allison wear this dime store ring. Oh, yeah. She's like, what are you thinking, Billy? Like, she's clearly unhappy with it. She's humiliated. (laughs) Any woman would be humiliated by this engagement ring. It's not a good ring. And then Billy, again, just infuriating. He's like, I don't see why she needs a nice thing. I don't care about engagement ring. Why does she need a nice engagement ring? And he does that thing where a lot of guys do it, where all of a sudden they're like, I thought we were women were supposed to, it's like they like feminism because <laughs> they think it's a chance to treat us like shit. <laughs> like I, I talk to my guy friends that way too. Like I treat them like shit too. <laughs> like I'm just treating us as equals. You want equal? I should be able to punch you. Yeah. What? We're, why am I buying you a ring? Why don't you buy me a ring? <laughs> like <laughs> they thought you're a modern woman. Yeah. And Celia's like Billy. This is one of the few traditional perks of being a woman is that she gets a nice engagement ring, and he just doesn't doesn't get it. Look, I, if Billy had some strong stance on this, then that would be different. But this is purely about him being cheap. Yeah. That's why it bugs me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, at least if it was something they talked about and agreed upon where it was like a mutual decision where it was like, I don't care. But again, I always keep going back to the fact of like, you don't have to spend a lot of money to get a meaningful gift. No. And this no. is, that was not a meaningful gift that he got her. Absolutely not. And the truth of the matter is there's tons of gorgeous vintage rings you can get for under $1,000 that are stunning. Yes. They don't have to be diamonds even. even. Like, no. Amanda stops by Joe's and she's there to apologize for yesterday. And then Joe apologizes. She's hormonal. And Amanda's like, I know how it feels. And she's really just trying to get in. Into Joe's good side now, and she's like telling about her back when she was pregnant with Billy's. <laughs> Amanda's child. the type of person who had her one trauma and loves to always bring up the time I was pregnant. <laughs> I like that Joe says mm, your situation was a little different than mine. Yeah, you didn't murder the father of the child, <laughs> and it was in a relationship that you were happy with at the moment. Like, yeah. Um, actually, no. I think oh, Billy they had, had broken up. They had broken up. But they were together. They were together at one point. It wasn't like an abusive situation no. like, like Joe's was. And so Amanda Amanda tells Joe, she's like, well, I'm here for you, whatever your decision is. And Joe agrees to this. Joe's actually really nice to her in this scene, I She's thought. so nice to Amanda. Um, at the wedding, no one is there except for Matt, Michael and Sydney and the minister they hired last minute. And 30 chairs. And 30, <laughs> 30 white chairs set up on the beach. With bows on the back of them. I mean, did they not know people weren't... I actually kind of shocked like no one from the hospital because they all loved Sydney, right? Yeah. It is kind of shocking no one showed up. Maybe it was last minute. It was a work day. 
Yeah. <laughs> people were in surgery. Yeah. It was probably enough people at the hospital. Like it sounded like a good idea. Um, if it was like, you know, when they heard about it and then when the day came, they're like, I don't want to drive to Malibu. I'm not driving to Malibu. Just send your, send our regards. <laughs> and they were send like, other people will go. I'm not going to yeah. go. Yeah. Cause I do feel like they could have gotten people from the hospital who all loved Sydney, but it is a very, um, it's just a very dramatic moment where we see, look, Michael, nobody supports this wedding. Yes. And, and Matt's only there cause he has a gun to his head. And but Sydney is happy. She's so happy. She doesn't give a fuck that no one's at their wedding. She just wants to be married to Michael. And Michael says to the minister, the short version, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, and, and Matt looks mortified. Like he he looks starts looking around. Like God, I hope there's no one well, walking by. He has. <laughs> For some reason, it's like he's not friends with these people. He's just stuck in this situation because of one bad decision he made. Yeah. And he has no, like, no, like, camaraderie <laughs> with these people. He's, like, <laughs> he's, he's mortified. I was losing it looking at his facial expressions. Like, he cannot believe he is there right now. No, he's like looking at his watch. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> Like just the fact he's the best man. And he hates Michael. He's like silently just with his eyes apologizing to the minister. Like, I'm sorry you have to be here too. I don't want to I'm I'm embarrassed. Trust me, I know. Yeah, you know when you're in a situation you want the other person who's normal to know you know. Yeah. (laughs) Trust me, I know this is weird. I'm not in on it. (laughs) So they say their vows and Michael looks pissed and he really hesitates on that I do. Yeah. And then the minister says, you may now kiss the bride. And Sydney has to force Michael to kiss her. I, there was, I mean, I know Sydney's insane, but like part of me watching this was like, why would you ever want to force someone to marry you? It's just so horrible. Like, I don't know how she does it. She's so demented. Like, to how are you not cringing nonstop trying to get someone to love you like this? She's <laughs> like, so embarrassing. <laughs> that night, Michael wakes up in Sydney's arms wrapped around him and he's like disgusted and he gets up, he glares at her and then he goes into the kitchen, he grabs a beer and then he looks at the kitchen knife and he's like, hmm. He, he really eyes this blade and like does that thing he does with the like, hmm, the head shake. <laughs> And then he picks he picks the kitchen knife up and he looks into it. He looks into his reflection. This is a cool shot because we see his eyes like in the blade. <laughs> this is our horror movie sequence. Absolutely. And he grabs the knife, he brings it into the bedroom, and right as he's about to plunge it into Sydney, he wakes up. It was just a dream, but it was a wonderful dream. Yeah, he says to Sydney, I just had the best dream. <laughs> Yeah, I just had the most marvelous dream, Sid. And he he says, and I've decided I want to take you on a honeymoon. <laughs> and, and we're going to leave tonight. We're going to drive up into the mountains. Yeah, and she's excited. She's like, oh, Michael, I knew, you, I knew you'd get into it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm getting real into it. Tonight? <laughs> A nice secluded honeymoon, just the two of us. <laughs> Jake and Amanda are looking for Joe. They can't find her at her apartment because they're supposed to take her to get an abortion. And Jake's like, I know where she is. I'll be right back. And then he drives down to Marina Del Rey. How did he know that? <laughs> he drives to Marina Del Rey where Jake is there just sitting on the dock. Joe. I'm sorry, Joe is sitting on the docks and Jake is like, hey, I found you. And she's like, I've been here for hours, Jake, since the sunrise. And then she starts like positively reminiscing about Reed. Why? This is like sick. Like this is a, this is a. Also very un-Joe to me. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, it's un-Joe, but all of her behavior and feelings are just so um, classic 
PTSD where she's recovering from this abusive relationship. Yes. Where she's romanticizing the good times, but also having these horrible flashbacks. Well, she like wants to see the good in him because that makes her feel even more worse about what she did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they, she says to Jake, I think there was a moment where he really loved me and I loved him. And that's when this baby was conceived. (laughs) This is such a lie. She tells herself and she's like, I'm ready to be a mother. The problem is there's nothing wrong with Joe wanting to have this child, but she clearly hasn't gotten through the other side of this because she's making excuses for Reed. I feel like her decision is based on guilt yeah. Uh, and I mean, she says, I, I'm ready to be a mother, but it's like, where does this come from, though? We've never <laughs> heard anything about her wanting to be a mom. And it's not like she's somebody who is, this might be my last chance. She's yeah. still young. She has time to get in another relationship. Like, she's obviously not anti abortion. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, right. So it's just like, this is a perfect opportunity <laughs> to get an abortion. It's so, when the circumstances are just so not right. It's so reasonable. It, is, it would right. have been such a reasonable decision. My issue with it is like, fine, if you want to have a baby and be a mom, that's great. But don't make excuses for that piece of shit. Yeah, you got to... I Cause it's, it's, cause, it's a difficult thing because one day you will have to tell your kid. Yes. But you got to know that going into this decision and you have to make the decision to tell the truth. Right. Because you can't glorify this dad because it's like, do you know what I mean? Like you can say this was the one good thing he did or whatever. Like he had a lot of good qualities, but he also had this side. Because you have to explain why you killed him. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you have to be willing to, to... potentially have this conversation with your child and it's it's like it doesn't mean the kid's gonna be bad like it's not of course it's not not the kid's fault but she doesn't need to go around saying i think reed loved me in a way it's like no he tried to kill you he's bad he's bad news whatever you think about reed the child shouldn't change that equation at all right he he was bad and he was going to kill you yeah yeah, that's all. So I'm he was going to kill you. Yeah, Joe. So there's no there's no need to um, try to find the good side. That's what I mean by she hasn't gotten to the other side of this trauma yet. No, she's acting on emotion and guilt. Yeah, and whatever like the effects of PTSD. Is she in counsel? Is she in therapy right now? Is no. she? She's not even doing EMDR. She's not doing anything. And I blame the doctor. Who said who said those questions to her <laughs> for setting off this guilt trip? Yeah, he do you even know who the dad that is? Doctor set the ball rolling. You gonna notify him? Like you slut. You little tartlet. <laughs> you little slut. You come in here with your leather jacket. Yeah. And on your motorcycle, you gonna notify the dad? You classic doesn't know the dad who went out <laughs> and got drunk at shooters one night. <laughs> um that night, Allison's making dinner, and it is disgusting. She's like, it's spinach and corned beef hash that you made three days ago, mushed together. <laughs> She's in a pot, in a saucepan. Why are you using three-day-old corned beef hash? That's too old. It's, and I'm a leftovers girl. Me too. But why are you mixing spinach, lasagna? Just reheat the lasagna. Why? I just like, this is not safe. It's not safe. <laughs> I'm not I like one or two days is the max. I'm she, sorry. She's also trying to cover up the funk of the corned beef hash by sprinkling some Mrs. Dash over it. And I'm sorry, but it's special especially if Billy made it and it's three days <gasps> oh, old. Right. I forgot it was the corned beef hash Billy made. Why I that is dump day one. Because <laughs> you know it wasn't good. You know you know he got that corned beef manager special so it was already borderline right and it was gross you ate it to be polite and now you're trying to jazz it up three days later i don't think how so. are you guys and how are you guys living if you eat that way constantly <laughs> i like when how she said i was gonna go out to dinner or i was gonna say we go out to dinner but this is just as good 
Can you imagine someone saying that to you I'd and be, showing you that mush? I'd be livid. I'd be like, I'd, I'm not getting you an engagement ring. <laughs> I, I want it out of this marriage, to be honest. <laughs> they are, Allison is the worst cook. She's so bad. Not, we've never seen her make anything decent. No, because fir- one of the first things we saw her make was in season one where she made Billy her tuna surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Which the is only, vulgar. The only thing Allison is good at making is opening up ice cream mm. and eating it directly from the pint. She's got great taste in ice cream. Yes. Well, Billy's turned on by her cooking skills because he presents her with the ring and he's like, but you can't leave me until the ring is completely paid for. Which will take a lifetime. <laughs> the way Billy earns money. <laughs> Michael, okay, it's the middle of the night. and Michael- <laughs> Okay. Why is Matt there? <laughs> Why is he still there from the wedding? Why, Why is, is he, he there? there? I'm so confused they didn't that ex- Matt is there. I... I bet there was a scene cut where Michael and Sydney held Matt hostage at their beach house and made him like get drunk with them after the wedding for like a party. But they had a whole scene with the nightmare. Oh yeah, that's right. So Matt came (laughs) back. He's not there from the wedding. Matt, for some reason, drove in rush hour traffic (laughs) to go to the beach house at pitch black nighttime (laughs) Because for some reason, they're driving up to the mountain, Sierra Nevada, wherever they were going <laughs> at night, which you would never do because those drives are often kind of scary. Yes. Like you would not drive that at night. You would not do that drive at night. Um, I just couldn't believe that Matt was there and he's like in a suit. So he like came right from the hospital <laughs> after work. You know what? I bet he came right from the hospital because... He found out about it at the hospital that they were going to the mountains and he rushed over because he knew immediately. No, he didn't know yet. He doesn't know until Michael leaves. That they're going to the mountain? No, because while Michael's loading up the car, Matt's like, where are you going? And he's like, the high Sierras. I know, but why is my, Matt there? <laughs> That's what I need to know. I need to know I'm why trying Matt- to, I'm trying to make it make sense. The only thing I can think about is... Michael said, I'm taking Sydney on her honeymoon while they're at the hospital at work. And Matt got suspicious. Like he, I guess. And so he drove down to the beach house to be like, wait a minute, Michael, where are you going? That's so weird, though, because they make it seem like he's not suspicious till the final line, in my opinion. Well, but, but seems- I'm just kind of like, they don't even have a dog. Where he's like, they're like, can you feed the dog while we're gone or something? This is this is where Matt got suspicious. Is after Michael said hi Sierras because then Matt says, "Uh, you want to leave a number where you'll be?" Like he's already suspicious. I guess. Yeah, I feel like there's something missing. Like maybe there was a scene. (laughs) He's at because he's asking them. He's like, "Where are you guys gonna be?" I get Matt having questions. I just don't get why he's there. Do you know what I mean? No, it's, it's odd. I get asking questions like if he said that at the hospital and Matt would be like, that's weird. Where are you guys going? And so, yeah, Matt's Matt's like, uh, you want to leave me a number? And Michael's like, no, thanks. <laughs> I want to make it even more suspicious. <laughs> and so then Michael, as he's about to get into the car, he says, say goodbye to Sydney, Matt. <laughs> Matt's face is He's like in distress. I was laughing so hard that Matt Michael just said that because it's like I don't know that Matt has to keep every secret you have, Michael. <laughs> like just, forever, just think Matt will never tell on him. Like it is crazy. Say goodbye to Sydney, Matt. Also, like this is truly the episode where Michael turns villain. We've always talked about what was the moment, but this is where he's just going to kill someone. <laughs> like for no reason. Well, he's he's been a villain, but now he's a super villain. Yes. Like this is a moment where it's like this is inexcusable. <laughs> yeah, he's not Do you know what I mean? He's not just a scamp anymore. He's not a scamp. He's not it's not like cheating. He's not it, just it's a not dick. drunk driving, <laughs> being a dick. This is literally like I'm gonna go kill Sydney. <laughs> 
going to kill someone and be, it's going to be fun. I'm laughing about it. <laughs> Say goodbye to Sydney, Matt. And I'm making jokes to Matt because he can't tell. <laughs> For some reason, he believes that. And it's oh. just like <laughs> such a funny ending. I cannot wait to talk about the next episode. Yes. We're going to get to their honeymoon. We'll tell you all about it very soon. That's it. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.